Ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? It's showtime, folks! Do I have everybody's attention now? We are the nation! Give me a hell yeah! Yes! What? Yes! What? Power in the inmate! Embrace the vision. We want the smoke! Everybody's got a price! For the benefit of those with flash photography. With a tear in my eye! The cream of the crop! Hey yo! You just made the list! I am the man! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Wrestle Nation, pro wrestling talk for people who talk pro wrestling. This is the official podcast of NEW, talking about all the happenings in the newest pro wrestling organization in the Pacific Northwest. We can only say that for, I think, another couple weeks, as well as breaking down the world of WWE, NXT, AEW, and more. My name is Jordan Bowman, and I'm joined, as always, by Mr. As Always, the architect, the Segway Sensei, the man of a thousand nicknames, Mr. Mike Paris. Mike, you have a new nickname for us today. Ooh, uh, ooh, pressure's on. Uh, on no, spot. I hadn't hadn't thought about it, but uh, no, I'm good. I'm good with the ones I have thus far. Yeah. Um, I'm very I'm very hot in my recording studio here. So, Mr. Mr. Heat. Mr. The Freeze hot the booth. Heat. The, the hot, hot booth, <laughs> Mike Paris. Let's uh, not add also. it to the list, but put it put it on the it's on the maybe put file. It on the back burner. We'll work all for right, it. Right, we'll right. work for it. Uh, right on. Uh, yeah, the stanchion Wyatt Art still chasing down some uh, leads. Although I think now it most him not being here maybe mostly has to do with being upset about main event Evan Rivers. I thought he was mad at me. He's not mad at me. No, I don't he know. Probably, he's I, probably mad at me, but oh, that's he's, a, he's, might he's be a separate always, thing. He's always kind of mad at something. But, uh, yeah, Evan Rivers, August 20th, Nat Bailey Stadium in the main event. Very excited. We talked about that last week. But, uh, yeah, I think Wyatt, I saw him and Wyatt have a little bit of a back and forth on social media. So, uh, yeah, I think he's I just, must have missed that. A tete-a-tete. Yeah. Yep. I just think he's, uh, I think Wyatt's sour grapes. So, I mean, we <laughs> always recognized Evan Rivers' talent. And we will continue to do so. Repeatedly. Uh, yes, a little bit of NEW news to talk about. A big announcement happened earlier today in regards to a uh, future participant in NEW. So let's get right into it. The NEW segment. Oh my God! Come on! All right, so last time we sat down in front of the mics and we did this, we talked about the fact that, okay, we've got Kid Bandit coming in on the 20th at the NEW base brawl at Nat Bailey Stadium. Uh, since then, I think it was at that time, uh, but uh, yeah, Cody Chun uh, will be joining us for the first anniversary show at the Commodore on September 16th. Uh, he ain't alone. Chelsea Green will be returning to NEW uh, for that show, which is awesome news. Yeah. She friggin' crushed it at uh, NEW for life, and she just... 
she just perpetually crushes it all the time. So very yes. exciting to see that she's going to be was, part of that show. I was uh, very close to uh, her crushing through a table at the Commodore. So uh, look out, because uh, she's got quite the opponent on her hands, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, Mackie Ito was yes. just announced that she's going to be wrestling at the Commodore Ballroom on September 16th. And uh, yeah, Chelsea Green maybe been called out a little bit with this uh, tweet from the Nation Extreme Wrestling account. Seems that way. It seems that way. And, uh, you know, NEW continues to bring in some of the top talents from around the world, uh, you know, to face off against our, I don't know, we, we, can we consider Chelsea a, a local talent off the roster? Sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, people coming into Vancouver to, to hook up with NEW, and that's going to be a hot match that I'm sure the, the world of wrestling will have its eyes upon. Yeah, and we mentioned Cody Chun as well. I don't think we mentioned uh, Midnight Heat will be uh, also participating in that show. Excellent. Yes. Like these these tag teams coming in. Oh boy, the the division is could not be hotter. And uh, some Midnight Heat to 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 add to the heat of of the heat. Mr. What what was my nickname? Hot again? Booth. Mr. Hot Booth. <laughs> Mr. Hot Booth knows uh, hot tag I know heat teams. when I see it. He knows heat when he sees it, and Midnight Heat's got it. Uh, yeah, it's oh, it's really exciting whenever NEW announces that, oh, this person's going to be coming in, and, you know, if it's a well-renowned singles wrestler, it's like, oh, you can only just imagine some of the matchups they could have with some of the homegrown, the mainstays, right? Your Travis Williamses, your Judas Icaruses, uh, Adam Ryder did a, oh, man, what a match with Josh Alexander at NEW for life. Um, Artemis Spencer obviously has been on the shelf with an injury, but uh, Artie's usually one of the measuring sticks. Someone comes through town, he's the guy they got to get well, through. Recently, uh, he was called out by Eddie Kingston. I saw that. So, <laughs> you know, maybe that'll happen in an NEW arena. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Maybe. We don't know anything. We don't know anything. right now. This isn't no. a, oh, I heard on WrestleMania. This is not insider no. information. By no, any means. we are, yeah, just throwing stuff at the wall here. But, oh, that'd be, oh, my God, Eddie Kingston and NEW. Oh, geez. Let's, let's just, like, manifest that into the universe. Everybody listening, just take a second and just. Just put that out there. Yeah. Just, just put that out there. Uh, what else do we have uh, going on? So, yeah, just looking at now whenever a uh, women's talent comes through. Uh, Taya Valkyrie, of course, uh, Maki Ito, and you're just looking at, okay, man, like Nicole Matthews, Cat Power, uh, Zoe Sager. Man, list goes on. Yeah, there's lots of options in every division in NEW um, to attract talent from around around the wrestling world, so. And then the tag team's coming. Oh, the Bollywood boys are coming in. Okay, who can they match up against? Pick one. State of Emergency, Wise Men, Voroses, Reloaded. Like, there's, yeah, the Strays. Tag Division's super hot as well. So it's just really exciting just with the, the base roster of NEW that whenever um, an outside person gets booked for one of the shows, just, you know, kind of fantasy booking, and you're excited for at least five different matchups with five different teams or members of the roster yeah and uh 
Rob Fay today tweeting out that uh, if you if you've slept on the Commodore tickets once again, and I am notoriously guilty for sleeping on Commodore tickets. You the, so. You're the one. I'm like, who's sleeping on the <laughs> Commodore tickets? But you're you're standing up in front of the whole world right I, now, oh, in yeah. front of tens of listeners, and, and you are saying that you the one that be sleeping on the Commodore every, tickets. Every every uh, uh, Commodore show of the previous uh, regime, um, I was at the last minute. I went, okay, now I want to go. <laughs> yeah. And I would summon Wyatt or someone to get me a seat, and that would happen. <laughs> um, and then, yes, the most recent show as well. I've kind of waited till the last minute on that one as well. Um, and so, yeah, I've got a, I got a couple more weeks here before I have to find myself a seat there, right? Yep. It, well, yep. Yeah. Well, don't want to sleep on it though, right? Like, I, no, I probably don't shouldn't. sleep on it. And if don't, you're don't be, don't be Mikey. Don't do. Yeah. Oh, just add to the stack of nicknames, Mikey. Don't do. <laughs> don't be like Mikey. Don't do. The old ticket sleep king. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be available. I'll, I'll get, get there them. eventually. Maybe not. Maybe not. That last Commodore show was something something special, and really, really looking forward to uh, Base Brawl at Nat Bailey Stadium. The end of, I guess you'd say, Phase One of NEW. The uh, the swan song for Year One, and what a oh, what a goddamn year it's been. But uh, yeah, then starting the residency at the Commodore with that show on the sixteenth with a bang. That's gonna be great. Yeah. And like we mentioned this last week, like a year of this show, which is the most important part of, of everything. Like That's our, right. our anniversary. We lit the match. This show, it started it all. The, we, the, the kings of NEW. That, let's, uh, that's let's our, not that's our group. Well, yeah. That, well, don't say that because then Wolf's going to come after us. Like, oh, yeah, kings of NEW, eh? Yeah. The, the man who has been on every single NEW card. Mr. Trivia Answer himself, Sebastian Wolf. And yeah. Man, what, yeah, and that guy inclusive of the like double, like the double days of uh, NEW two, and like was he on the Cinco de Mayo card? He must have been. He was on. Uh, he was on every card apparently. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if that show is canon though. I don't think That's it not is canon. Okay, it's sorry. not canon. <laughs> so uh, even if he wasn't on the Cinco show, um, it's they still didn't counts. have like El Lobos or something come out for that show, and it was no. Nope. S- Sebastian well, Lobos. <laughs> there was no commentary team. I know that, which, uh, yeah, I thought would have been. That ruins fun. the canon of it all. Yeah, entirely. yeah. Well, I, I reached out to uh, to my cousin in, uh, I don't know, Ecuador, Peru, uh, El Regretico, uh, the world's uh, saddest <laughs> luchador, uh, yeah. to do commentary in my stead. And he was interested and, and came up here. And then, uh, yeah, it turns out, oh, yeah, no, yeah. There's no commentary for the show. Uh, so it was just for the folks there that were loving it and enjoying it and stuff, which is all good. But uh, just add that to the list of El Regretico's regrets. <laughs> Why do they call Sounds you like that? Sounds like there's a few. Why do they call you that? Oh, that's because you know, just wish some things could have gone differently. That's all. World's saddest luchador. He'd booked trips to Vancouver. Ticket, sure did. Had tickets. Sad was man. staying at the Rosedale and Robson. Yeah, I mean, you try getting mm. through customs with like your luchador mask on. He refuses to take it off for anybody. He's right. old school. Right. Yeah. He's old school. Living so. the gimmick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. His uh, passport are... photo has the... That's what he regrets, though, his, because his passport photo has the the mask. There's no it. limit to what he regrets. <laughs> There's been a lot in his life, apparently, that did not go the way he was wow. hoping. So Your cousin sounds like a sad, sad man. But Why anyway, else? Yeah, he's the, world sa- he's the world's saddest luchador. So... 
Um, anything else like NEW wise we want to get into? I mean, obviously next week we're going to uh, talk a bit more in depth. Hopefully we'll have Wyatt back, talk a bit more in depth and Ooh. break down the card for uh, Base Brawl. Uh, we mentioned what the card was last week on the show. Uh, follow Nation Extreme Wrestling on uh, on Twitter. Uh, go to nationextremewrestling.com to get your tickets for these shows. Man, you don't want to miss out. I am... Man, what a great capper on the summer, even though it's going to be the 20th of August and there's still a little bit left afterwards. But what a great capper, baseball at Nat Bailey Stadium. I'm super psyched. Have you ever seen a, a wrestling show at a baseball stadium? Um, well, uh, yeah, I have multiple, but we, we saw Royal Rumble. That was at a baseball. Oh, yeah, Chase Field. Yeah. All right, this is going to be a little bit smaller saw, than Chase Field. I saw WrestleMania at Safeco. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at you. Oh, this is an old hat for you. <laughs> but no, other than that, this this would be... If I were able to go the first time, I would see a a, a base brawl uh, on a, a baseball da- diamond situation. Yeah. Is and it I right at the it, pitcher's mound? Uh, I think it's actually out in left field. Ah, I'm not sure though. That's where you hit all the dingers. Yeah, the the pound at the mound would be a, a pretty good nickname for it, but uh, I'm not sure if where the ring is going to be situated itself. I think so. that's a different uh, tab that you have open on your browser. Oh, X and closed. Okay, we're good. <laughs> Um, and I think we mentioned it last week, but we did call out the fact that in October at the Commodore, uh, Davy Richards is going to be wrestling. Yes. Yes. Ah. His name was brought up. Yes. Oh, man. I just, every time I look and I see that he's on tap for the October show at the Commodore, I get really excited in, oh, what was it? I want to say 2000 and maybe two, late 2011, early 2012, when I kind of got back into like Ring of Honor really hardcore. Yeah. When, uh, you know, Kevin Steen was there, El Generico was on his um, like sabbatical. Uh, yeah, Davey Richards was the champion. And I fucking love that guy. Awesome, awesome wrestler. Great technician. Super intense. I am feel spoiled that I'm, we're going to get to see him. I felt the same way when um, uh, Alex Shelley came through. Like, holy yeah. shit, I've been such a huge fan for such a long time. Uh, being able to see him, like, up close in the ring, that's uh, super I, psyched. I can't, I, I'm, I've been kind of racking my brain since that announcement trying to think of who a suitable competitor would be uh, for Davey. But uh, there, there are so many to choose from. What about Eddie Edwards? Eddie Edwards. Yeah, American sure. Wolves, man. Or what was their WW, their NXT name was, like, the American Pitbulls. And they had some, f- f- like... Silly, silly names. I think one was like something Bennington. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's oh man, what were the? Enough. Oh, because I was so excited when they signed to NXT as a tag team. So I'm a big American Wolves guy. Um, oh man. All right, can you remember? <laughs> I cannot. No. I'm. I'm curious. I'm gonna look it up right now. Sorry, everybody. Because uh, I. I have to know. American Pitbulls NXT. It. Yeah. Did you mean American Wolves? I wish. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John Cahill and Derek Billington. Yep. <laughs> uh, you, don't, you don't agree, obviously. And then I think also at one point they were, I think I see another thing. Uh, Eric Philbin was what they then changed Eddie Edwards' name to. And Davey Richards stayed as John Cahill. So they got rid of the the, the Bennington of it all. But... Uh, yeah, that didn't last very long. <laughs> no. no. Which, is, which is fine, because Eddie Edwards has a ton of success on Impact, and Davey Richards has been just ripping it up on the indies for, for a long time. So, uh, you know, super exciting to see him. And you never know who NEW is going to bring in. So don't be like Mike Paris. Don't sleep on those tickets. Don't do it. 
No sleep till tickets. Boom. Well done. And I, I think that's just different enough where we're not going to get sued. So take that. <laughs> oh, that was my goal. Boys. I was worried. You know, last, last week we were talking about Vince McMahon and, and allegedness, you know. Yep. Trying to avoid the, the lawsuits here on, on WrestleNation. I appreciate that. Yeah, because, I mean, if we do get sued, I think, like, Cassidy? Is that who it would be? Like, I think that's like, official. That yeah, like, you know, we can't we can't go unrepresented. There must be someone in, waiting there for us. So I, I think he's on retainer. For yeah. All I need to do, I need to get a, a big pair of suspenders, and I just pull them with my thumbs as I address the jury and refer to myself as not a fancy big city lawyer. And then anything I say after that is accurate because I'm not a fancy big city right, lawyer, and the right. jury's going to recognize that. That's going to get through to them. Are you going to... Are you going to maintain that Cajun accent or whatever that was? <laughs> yeah, of course I am. No, actually, I don't think I will. I think I'm just going to use that Cajun accent for fancy big city lawyer, and then I'm going to go into the my normal speech there. <laughs> Do you think that'll go over well? Like That might hurt your credibility. I don't know. I think maybe Cassidy might be a, a better choice uh, yeah. than me to represent us in court, but uh, let's just not get to there. He'll just freedom powder the entire jury to the That's eyes right. and walk away. No sleep till tickets. All right, uh, it's been a busy week in the world of uh, professional wrestling as well with your WWEs and your SummerSlams and your your AEWs and NXTs and whatnot. So what do you say we get into it? Sure. Man, what if you said no? <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't know what I would have done. Like, sorry, the show format's in play here. You, you could just do it by yourself, I guess. Like, if I don't want to talk about it. Or I could just sit here and stare at you while you talk about it. Yep, all good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, talk about the wide world of wrestling. I don't know about you, Mike Paris, but yes, uh, SummerSlam in July just it didn't sit right with me. No? You're didn't. an August boy? Oh, 100%, man. It's all part of the new regime, you know? It's all part of everything. The world is changing around us. Yeah, I, I know how, like, I know that all happened, like, right before SummerSlam, and the stadium was booked, and the tickets were sold, and people didn't sleep on them, and all that stuff, um, but I would have loved if that was just, like, a Triple H power move. Like, say he t- comes yeah. into power, and, like, you know what, fuck it, July SummerSlam, move it forward. P- pushing it back a week. <laughs> That's the kind of crazy, outside-the-box thinking that Triple H's WWE is going to feature, a July SummerSlam, get into it. Oh, also, we're going to do a show at a fucking castle. It's not going to be a castle, but it should be. I'm sorry. Don't call it Clash at the Castle if it's just a big fancy stadium. Yeah. Like, I feel like early Vince days, it would be in a legitimate castle. Like, if this was like 1989, they would have put it in a castle. Oh, that would be great. Well, hey, NEW, let's get a show going at a fucking castle at some point. (laughs) And they'll call it the real Clash at the Castle. Or or Clash at the Castle, parentheses, the real one. What would you prefer? (laughs) I, I like that second choice. Tr- well, isn't, if I recall from Trust the Process lore, isn't uh, producer Jay Swing some sort of castle enthusiast? Oh, Jay maybe, Swing is the castle enthusiast. So maybe he loves can hook a good castle for, for NEW. Oh, man, yeah. He's got a, and he's got like a list of like his favorite castles and stuff. He's legit. So maybe he, a- he could find one that's suitable for a wrestling event. Okay. All right. <laughs> Send a quick text message to Jay. Hold on, everybody. And off we go. Uh, well, yeah, he listens so, to every word of the show, doesn't he? He does. He produces it. <laughs> hey, Jay. Um, all right, so Triple H regime underway. You, you thought there probably wouldn't be a lot of changes to some SummerSlam plans because some of that stuff is probably, you know, 
set in stone-ish, but coming out of that, that the direction would be uh, would be maybe a little bit different with some of the wrestlers. Um, SummerSlam, I I watched the vast majority of it, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought it was it, there was some stuff in there that was pretty goddamn good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Logan Paul, who's this fucking guy? <laughs> like. <laughs> I he doesn't sit- deserve to be as good as he no, is. No! We, we don't deserve... I don't know. It, it shouldn't be the case. He comes onto my television screen in a wrestling capacity, and I fold my arms in front of my chest and go, hmm. And then he makes me unfold them. Yeah. Now, uh, I think Sebastian Wolf on Twitter like called out like The Miz for mm-hmm. doing such a great job like with him and being a great dance partner, so to speak, and helping him along. And also, like Logan Paul, I imagine that they probably like they didn't call it in the ring i imagine that match was pretty heavily rehearsed and everything like they usually tend to do with celebrities and stuff get them in a warehouse somewhere oh take the miz off tv or whatever do a via satellite whatever and then they could just work on running through that match sequence by sequence which i don't fucking care like i think ddp was a very famous like call it or no ddp was a very meticulous person if i recall correctly where he would like have every single like detail of the matches like planned out and discussed and stuff like that. Not necessarily a call it in the ring person. It's all about the end result, right? Ends justify the means. So whether yeah. it's a call yeah. it in the ring person or it's a bad bunny match that is rehearsed over and over and over again, spot for spot for three weeks. When it's live on its feet in front of you know a premium live event audience, uh, yeah, if it's good, it's good. Well, and here's the thing, like with your tip average, and and I don't I don't necessarily define Logan Paul as your average uh, celebrity person within the WWE, but you know when you see these people who aren't average wrestlers uh, come into the play, they're often I sense them to be anyway, because of course I I know nothing, but um, I sense them to be. Uh, hesitant to hurt the other person or hesitant to hurt themselves, and. Uh, Logan Paul t- t- is just balls to the wall in both regards. Like he's not, he's not gentle with his opponent. Let's put it that nope. way. And he's nope. not gentle with his own body. Nope. And he can also afford to be, it's like, it's the Shane McMahon syndrome, right? Shane McMahon right. can go out there and fucking jump off of whatever and go insane once a month and then have a lot of time to recuperate where you're, uh, Mustafa Ali's of the world can't necessarily go and do that because you got to be in, you know, Toledo two nights from now wrestling. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, so there is an aspect of that. Not trying to take away anything from, from Logan Paul because, again, this no. match is live. It's on his feet. And for the second time in a row, Guy knocked it out of the park. Like, yeah. I was really, really impressed with that match and uh, the, the spots. That frog splash, like, holy shit. That was insane. Yeah, that was it, really good. Yeah, and it's like, like he, he and his brother... Uh, both seem like terrible douchebags. Um, just throwing that out there. Um, but his brother is also like incredibly successful as a boxer now as well. Like one of the, one of the top boxers in the world. And it also kind of started as a, not necessarily, I won't say as a joke, but started as a celebrity, uh, boxer, a celebrity appearance. Yeah, like a, a, I don't want to say clown show. What's the... (laughs) 
think of let's a, just say clown show. Um, I'm trying to think of a positive way to say like a big spectacle attraction yes, and stuff like yes. that, like a freak show sort of thing. That's that's even worse. <laughs> the clown show. <laughs> I don't know, but a, you a, all know what I'm trying yeah, to say. A specialized a attraction. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and I feel the same way with Logan Paul here in WWE. He's he's he may have been brought in to to you know spark some mainstream interest, but he has obviously put the work in and he's obviously a natural athlete so th- this is this is working out for everybody i think and it yeah. sounds like he's wanting to keep going so we'll see i, I feel bad for pat mcafee being yeah really good just right over here adjacent to look Lo- oh my god logan paul's so good yeah, pat, Ma- pat mcafee's good too <laughs> no one's talking about pat mcafee anymore um, he is good he is really good uh, yeah, things are things are kind of looking up. Uh, so Bianca Belair beat Becky Lynch in the opening contest, and Becky Lynch uh, fucked up her shoulder. Uh, yep. Finished the match. Ah, God, I love Becky Lynch. She's great. Um, and then, to the surprise of everybody, Bailey comes out, and then Dakota Dakota Kai comes out with her uh, Neapolitan ice cream hairdo. I can't I can't look at her hair and not <laughs> think of Neapolitan ice cream. I Sounds dare you delicious. to do the same. Now that I've said that, uh, and then. EO Sky. EO Sky, yeah. It, or well, based um, on the it, Titan Tron, EO Shirai. Uh, I feel bad for Corey Graves in that moment. Because <laughs> on the Titan Tron behind her, it clearly says EO Shirai. We all know she's EO Shirai. Look at her. Yeah, it's EO Shirai. Uh, and then he kept calling her EO Sky. And it seemed like he was fucking up. But it's also right. so deliberate and intentional. Like, oh, somebody just didn't do something. And that's the graphics man who blew that. Uh, yeah, I wonder because like you do, you want that pop, right? Yeah. You want the response from the audience, and you're not yeah. going to get that with a, a random name up there. With so Scott, um, yeah, yeah. I don't. Maybe it was intentional. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, uh, Yoshirai's fate was uh was not clear, and then of course Dakota Kai had lost her job several months ago. So this is absolutely they they kicked off the show with a changing of the guard uh, statement right then and there. Yep. And, uh, yeah, because that's women's uh, division talent that they couldn't afford let go to uh, to AEW, though we talked about it last show, that AEW, it's a little uh, little bit of a logjam there. They don't seem to know what to do with some of their uh, super talented ladies they have, but we'll talk a little bit about that, uh, a little mm-hmm. bit about that later. Uh, what else are big takeaways from SummerSlam? And I also, like, want to kind of, jump on board with uh with sebastian wolf and like the miz is he's he's the best right like on, yeah like, well he's, he's highly un- underrated oh my goodness in regards to wrestlers who have been consistently great for the last 20 years like i don't know if it's been 20 years but it's coming up to that amount of time yeah um like, he's he's solid he's solid and i go back to like um you know which was a great kind of I don't know, was it a shoot? Has anyone established the talking smack segment between oh, I'm sure uh, that him, was, him and Daniel Bryan? I'm sure that was a, a worked shoot. <laughs> but uh, he, you know, he says right then and there, like, I am able to do this because I work safely. And that is what has allowed me to sustain my career for as long as it has. And I, I can respect that. And he, he does a good job of... Like with Logan Paul and with so many other of his, because um, he often gets saddled with kind of the spectacle. He does aspects, yeah, yeah, and that's fine. But he can handle it, and he he knows how to he knows how to put on a show, and he knows how to put guys over. So, 
kudos to the Miz for being able to do that for so long, even though he got the raw end of that deal, so to speak, um, in the intro of his career, yeah. um, where he was not given any sort he was the spectacle. He was the reality show guy yeah. and, uh, was not given any respect by the locker room. So for him to be able to this late into his career, be able to put people over in this way is, is impressive. I think you take your your Lesners and your Reigns and your buy rates and your main events and stuff. I think maybe the highest, the most valuable commodity the company has, like Miz has got to be up there because also he could be doing your press, right? He's yeah, uh, he's a handsome dude. He's yep. charismatic and he's you know good out on the press circuit and stuff like that. So like the versatility of the Miz, we're just going to talk about how great the Miz is for a little bit. I hope everybody's okay with that. But uh, yeah, the versatility of the Miz definitely. Uh, on display on a regular basis. And yeah, you said it. I can't believe that. I think, what's it going to be? Like next next winter, like November or so, 20 years of Miz. Oh, is it? Okay. So yeah, I'm not, yeah, I thought the, it was a little further off than that. But yeah. I think the Million Dollar Tough Enough was 2003, maybe 2004. I'm trying to think because I think that was the Daniel Pewter, that was the Daniel Pewter season. Uh, and then he got, destroyed at the oh, Royal yeah. Rumble yeah. from bullying. Right. I think that was Rumble. I want to say that was, yeah, I'm almost positive that was the uh, Chris Benoit, uh, Royal Rumble in 2004 that that happened. So it would have been like the winter of 03. I think the million dollar tough enough happened. And kind of looking at it, the Miz is for a lot of us in the same age range. Yep. He is living our dream. Yeah, He exactly. was a huge wrestling fan and he's got to do it at such a high level for a long time, married an absolute smoke show, you know, kids, big house, great career, Hall of Famer, all that stuff. So, yeah, I can't uh, I can't find myself hating The Miz. Good for that guy. And he was on multiple seasons of The Challenge, and I love The Challenge. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> all right, we're done with The Miz. We've said enough nice things. Uh, even if he does something that I forgot about, I'm not circling back to it. Yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, Lashley beat Theory for the U.S. title. Okay. <gasps> Shocker. Yep. Uh, the Mysterios beat the Judgment Day in a no-DQ tag team match featuring all those vignettes with all those hints that could only point to Edge. They were about Edge. Oh, Paris. yeah. Believe it? <laughs> Look at that. Can you believe it? As if it wasn't obvious from the get. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Sometimes sometimes they're good at those sneaky uh, vignettes, and sometimes they are not. This was an example of them being very poorly veiled, in my opinion. I thought for certain it would be multiple people. That it would oh, okay. be Edge and um, <clears throat> the, the Fiend. Call me dumb. Together? Yeah. Weird. Okay. I, I don't fucking know, but I thought, hey, maybe that's going to be something. That'd be interesting. That's a big splash for uh, for SummerSlam. Uh, and then they're the ones that partner up and take out uh, the Judgment Day or whatever, because you got Finn Balor in there. Maybe you get a Judgment Day version of the Demon with like kind of a purple and black motif. That'd be cool or something. Well, you know what? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, let's not make me seem weird for thinking the Fiend would fit right in there, and that'd <laughs> be good. They could still do that. Just the, uh, like, I see no, like... There, I, I would find that hard to justify a fiend edge allyship. Right. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, Hunter, you can have that idea, man. You can have it. It's yours. Take that one for free. Take that we one for free. We won't even call our lawyers. Yeah, go for it. Uh, McAfee defeated Happy Corbin. Usos beat the Street Profits with Jeff Jarrett as the special guest referee. 
Liv Morgan beat Ronda Rousey in a relatively short match, apparently because Logan Paul and The Miz uh, went a little bit long. So it was only a couple minutes. But like Liv, the Liv Morgan-Ronda Rousey match really fit in that time frame, though, because the whole thing of the match is that Liv Morgan can't hang with someone right. like Ronda Rousey, right? Like Rousey's yeah. just going to beat the shit out of her and stuff. Um, and that's kind of the direction that it sort of went in. And then uh, Liv Morgan got the the old sneaky pin slash tap out at the same time maneuver. Yeah, yeah. Which like finished in, in a strange fashion. So uh, yeah. maybe this isn't over between the two of them. Yeah. I am glad. I was worried that it was just transitional title. Liv Liv Morgan. Um, so I'm glad it didn't take the belt off of her in that moment. Here's the thing. It very well could have been. Yeah. Right? Like, there's quite a few things here that maybe didn't go in the direction they were heading uh, when Vince was calling the shots. Apparently, like, someone had pitched EO Sky, Dakota Kai, and uh, Bailey as a stable, and he poo-pooed it. Vince didn't like it. So oh, he didn't wow. do it. Yeah. But he ain't calling the shots no more, apparently. So get in. And then your main event of the evening Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, last man standing for the bajillionth time. These two wrestling for the title, blah, blah, blah. Uh, holy shit. <laughs> they managed awesome. to figure out how to make it cool. <laughs> what the hell? Was this the seventh or eighth time they've done it? So I would hope they would have it figured out by now. But wow, that yeah. was awesome. All of it. Every single moment of that match I enjoyed. The fuck the tractor and him just standing like doing his fucking pose and doing the ring his own ring entrance in the tractor like this is I know why it's a huge Lesnar guy and I really enjoy Lesnar too and then you're a bit lukewarm towards Lesnar but this whole cowboy I'm a big hick I'm gonna beat the shit out of you uh thing he's been on for the last little bit this is fun and. Aside from maybe his run over like The Rock and the first the youngest champion, all that sort of stuff, is this the best Lesnar there's ever been? Well, this is the first time in a long time that he's had a character, if you will, other than UFC shit kicker guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So Suplex yeah, City like, and it's... okay, I'm gonna suplex you a bunch and then right. that's kind of right. it. Yeah. So we've we've added a, a dimensional layer that he hasn't had in such a long time. So yeah, I can I can get behind it. This is he's and his I don't want to give him too much credit for this, but like his in ring work as well is more like it's a little bit more lighthearted, if you will, a little bit more fun. And yeah. it kind of adds with the character, like it makes sense. And and I I'm enjoying watching him more than I have in many, many years. Yeah. It's a it, it's a small thing, but him picking up the little half of the broken table, like by mm-hmm. the table leg, and just smashing it off of Roman Reigns' head just because it's nearby and Roman's getting to stand up. Like, ah, that's good stuff. <laughs> You don't see someone hit someone else with, like, a broken half of a table. Yeah, and, yeah. It's and interesting. Course, lifting the ring. Well, yes. We've been watching wrestling for how long, and it's rare for us to see things that we haven't, like, seen or conceived or anything before. But the big friggin' front-end loader lifting up the ring, Roman Reigns tumbling out of it, and the ring just staying up there for the remaining 10, 12 minutes of that match and just, like... It looked like chaos. If you it were did. just flipping through channels and you saw this, you'd be like, what is this? What a, what crazy visuals. 
um, you would oddly say as you were walking, coming across the press. Like, <laughs> what, what crazy visuals? What crazy visuals? <laughs> but uh, no, it really got across the last man standing and just the, the chaotic nature of the match, just having that fucking ring there. And again, the last sequences being where the announce tables are, Theory comes out, Paul Heyman gets screwed up, here comes the Usos and everything. I would have liked, honestly, for like, let's let everybody, everybody fuck off. If we're going to close this chapter, let's just do it like legitimately. And I would have been very satisfied with that. Yeah. With Roman winning. Like, Roman is just, he's that next level. He's that much better. And then that gains even more credibility for him. Because I don't know about you, and it might be because I haven't watched like WWE religiously for his entire title reign. I'm not sick of him as champion at all. No, no. And, and to rationalize him losing the belts at this point um doesn't doesn't feel right yeah. either so um yeah no i'm i'm totally happy with it and and like you said this is we've seen rings you know oh my god these people are so huge the ring fell apart we've seen that done you know uh, several times yeah wwe um, and new that's yeah. happened yep <laughs> um but uh you know the the, the tractor picking up the like it was just like you say, it was something we hadn't seen before, and and definitely they managed to take last man standing matches are can be kind of like you kind of hard to have a good finish for, right? You do have to kind of have those kind of big moments to to or interesting moments to make a good finish in a last man standing match. So, yeah. um, I I credit them for their creativity wherever it came from. I remember have like joking around long long time ago about oh, I should just fucking duct tape someone's legs to the to the ring post. That'd yeah. be hilarious. And then they did that, I think it was Del Rio and Big Show did that. I'm like, yeah! Great! Uh, yeah, give that to me. I, little bit of a nitpick, uh, they were, the ref was counting Lesnar down as they were piling stuff on him. I feel like they should have made the little pyramid of crap on Lesnar and then the referee should start counting because you're still engaging with him offensively. That's wow. just me. Okay. So the match sucked. That is nitpicky. And I hated it. Uh, <laughs> and Paris, something really weird happened uh, two days after uh, SummerSlam. Do you want to know what it is? Tell me right now. This guy watched, Raw. watched an entire episode of Monday Night. Three hours on a Monday night. Jeez I sat there. Louise. Now, okay, so I didn't sit there clockwork orange style with my eyelids tape open and watch every <laughs> single second of it. Like you're used to. I may to. have done a little bit of yeah. laundry. I may be over here cooking and then, okay, it's going on in the background or whatever. But that television was set to Monday Night Raw for the entire three hours. And Impressive. My, and my uh, feedback is inconclusive so far. <laughs> <laughs> Some good stuff. The study can yeah. study remains uh, inconclusive so far. But I know I mentioned that uh, er, the run of Ring of Honor that I was super super into. Uh, one of my boys from that run of Ring of Honor, who was the television champion at the time, uh, Mister Tommaso Ciampa. What a fucking night! Triple H Junior. out here, uh, winning two matches, number one contender for the U.S. title on a on a on a Raw. Yeah. Okay. But yep. still, like. Yeah, there are clear signs that there is some different direction happening, and he's a short dude. Great wrestler, great professional wrestler with his facials, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Tommaso Ciampa is excellent, but never 
never would have gotten a fair shake in a Vince McMahon uh, WWE. So there's you want to talk about some changes right out of the gate. Boom, there's one right there. Guy looked like a million bucks. Yeah, and like he's so undervalued and under. And the problem with these guys that come up from most of them anyway, that come up from NXT or, or come in from the Indies or what have you, like give them a chance to talk because like Ciampa can fucking go on the did you, mic. Do you see that promo? And, like, did the, with the promo Miz? was amazing. Fuck. So like, yeah, like like you know, if these guys are given given balls, they'll run with them. So. Or, or at least they'll be given the chance to run with them. And I think that we're, we're seeing that right now, right? We're given, seeing yeah. Ciampa being given an opportunity here that he wouldn't have gotten otherwise. And there's also some stuff that's come out where, like, there's some creative edicts that Triple H has been, like, you know, wanting people a lot less scripted, right? Let's go back to bullet points, and you go out there and just kind of say within the parameters of the story you're trying to tell. But get it across in your own words. Great. Yes. That, please. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think there's anybody who doesn't want that. Yeah. And like we, we saw like great things out of like of course Kevin Owens continues to to rule on the mic and then um you know Samoa Joe had some great moments when he first came up from NXT too. So like the, when these people are given the opportunity like it, good things can happen. So but that's part of it, right? That's part of winning over a crowd. If you just keep them keep them shut up and keep them uh, wrestling every th- third week. Like, yeah, people are going to lose interest. So giving Ciampa the opportunity to kind of go out on his own here is, is good. Yeah. And it, uh, popped a rating, I guess. I think raw did like 2.2 million people, which is its highest rated episode. I think since like 2020 or something that like that. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Cool. Let's keep Especially coming off a of pretty I... good SummerSlam. Right. So, yep fucking rooting for you guys i want multiple good wrestling shows to watch and to discuss with my friends uh you included and some stuff to talk about on this show so uh yeah do you see the finish of mustafa ali aj styles and uh was it gable i didn't uh no i don't think so uh oh um it doesn't sound familiar oh i think it was miz was yeah miz sorry fucking damn it Miz was the third person in that match. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I think Mustafa Ali hit like a 450 splash on the Miz um, and then uh, kept like kind of rolling forward off of it. And then uh, AJ Styles kind of caught him in midair on the roll through and hit him with a Styles clash on top of the Miz and then pinned Mustafa Ali. It well, was that's fun. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Ah, man. Uh, th- um, again, all right, so three hours of Raw. There's, it's not like I'm going to be glowing about every single thing, but there was a lot of positive things to draw from the from the show. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really pumped about that. So hopefully things keep going. Uh, things keep going well. And also, uh, from what I read, they had a tryout in uh, Nashville, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Dwight Howard tried out NBA star, NBA player, former star. <laughs> Dwight Howard uh, tried out, uh, and apparently this is part of their initiative to like reach out to amateur collegiate athletes, your basketball players, your yeah. cheerleaders, your football players, all that sort of stuff. And f- I was not there, but from what I read, the tryout was apparently a bit of a disaster. Uh, A lot of people getting hurt, a lot of people getting injured, people not necessarily being well prepared for what a wrestling tryout would be. Uh, So there's already internal, from what I can tell, internal talk of like, 
well, maybe we shouldn't just completely shut the door on independent wrestling talent coming right. into this company and just trying to make our own wrestlers from uh, collegiate sports. Yeah. Well, where's, uh, what's his name? Gable Stevenson or whatever. Yeah, Gable Stevenson. I'm not sure. Is he is he showing up eventually? I don't know. They and... still have yet to confirm, like, to just retcon. Oh, yeah, Chad Gable's Kurt Angle's son. Okay, off we go. Do so it. Then that would solve two problems, because then he could go by Chad Angle, oh! and then the other guy could go by Gable. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hunter, you can have that one too, man. Take it. It's We're here yours. to help. Um, you've got Drew McIntyre versus uh, Roman Reigns at Clash at the Castle. Um, will McIntyre be the one to dethrone him? And why is the answer no? And why is it Cody Rhodes after he comes back and wins the Royal Rumble? <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there. Well, like, I feel like they're really, like, this is supposed to be Drew McIntyre's show, right? Like this uh, castle thing. Yeah. So, like, you know, because he carries around a sword and it's, you know, near near to his home country and so on and so forth. Um, so, like, I guess they kind of want us to think he might be able to win. But, like, as you say, I don't foresee that happening. And I don't, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about your second uh proposal but well, maybe Cody right. Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble and then uh, finally wins the WWE Championship at Wrestlemania dethroning Roman Reigns I'm here is for he the Roman right Reigns person to dethrone Roman Reigns though hell, hell yeah I mean here okay so oh, hold, hold on I gotta walk back on this because I very clearly on this show in the past have been like you gotta let the person who beats Roman Reigns has gotta be making a brand new start Biggie Langston e. <laughs> it should have been Biggie Langston I will go to my grave believing that but um, with the Cody Rhodes story and everything, his dad was never the champion. That's uh, Cody Rhodes always fell short of it himself. Uh, I feel like that's the natural storyline. And even though you could kind of see it coming, if that's the way they go, Cody Rhodes returns early from injury, wins the rumble, challenges Roman at WrestleMania is the guy to do it. Uh, just because it's predictable and it has like a really clear narrative doesn't make it bad. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I I just don't I I yeah I don't Cause, know because where are the other new st- like they've depleted their cupboards so much in the last couple of years alone with not using and like not making new stars we're the only arguable new stars I know we talked about this a little bit after the Royal Rumble because everybody hated the Rumble but I was a little bit positive about the fact that like hey like. They're trying to do something with Madcap Moss. They're trying to do something with Austin Theory. Like, it's not like we just don't like the people that they're picking, but there is a little bit of trying to make a new star here. But outside of Cody Rhodes, who is somebody that's on the cusp that you think could potentially buy WrestleMania time? And I'm here for Roman Reigns holding those belts through WrestleMania. Fine with it. Uh, Who do you think they could get into position in time for that to really make a new superstar? Montez? <laughs> that's that's bold strokes, but I like it. Um Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I I, st- I still like Austin Theory. Um I'm not that feels like where they might have been angling for there, but uh maybe that's gone sideways a bit on them. Uh Braun Breaker like is on a oh, on a tear. Um so, like, if they wanted to, to make something happen there, that would be interesting. I still think he needs a name change, but what do yep. I know? Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a couple, couple names off the top of my head. I would love to see the Royal Rumble, and I know I just moments ago said, Oh, Cody Rhodes! 
Rhodes, Cody Rhodes. Um, one of these years, I would just love to see the Royal Rumble won by somebody that's like young, up and coming, and unexpected. I don't want my Randy Orton wins or you know Edge wins or any of that sort of stuff. Now, like, give Montez Ford a Royal Rumble win. What? Wouldn't that be something? That'd be wild. And I wanted Big E to win the Rumble and dethrone Roman Reigns. Um, I just really hope with the Roman Reigns thing that he's carrying, like, two belts. They don't do it like, oh, Austin Theory cashes in, but he only cashed in for the black one and not the blue one, so uh, Roman Reigns is still champion. Like, that's the thing about this that makes me kind of be like, uh, is I don't want him losing one. Right. Which I guess is possible. Well, I don't think that it is possible i don't know if they're going to go that way because they keep referring to it as what the undisputed universal championship or whatever yeah so they have it at least on tv like linked together so uh yeah dude twice in a row wwe leading us off yeah i was gonna mention that as well that was robust federation conversation sir (laughs) uh let's uh let's go on down the line to uh sure. to AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh I think we talked about yeah, Swerve in our glory or the tag team champs. We talked about that uh last week on Dynamite. I don't know if we got to talk about it, but uh Ricky Starks, who's been fucking killing it lately. Uh open challenge with Danhausen or after the Danhausen match, and then Hook answered the challenge uh with his T for the Tiller Man Cat Stevens intro of his song, which gets people to pop in. That's great. Uh, and then so Hook's the FTW champion, and then afterwards, Powerhouse Hobbs turned on Ricky Starks. Uh, so that's happening with Team Taz. Um, and then Taz said on this week's AEW that Team Taz is done. He didn't know any of that shit was happening, didn't know that Hook would answer the challenge, didn't know that Hobbs would fuck up Ricky Starks afterwards. Taz has completely lost control, so he has thrown up his hands and given up. I love it. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. It's like, you know I what? I guess team, this is over. I have no, I have no power done. over any of this. All right, we're done. I don't know what's going on. Fuck it. Plug pulled. Hilarious. I love it. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. And I, we, I know we definitely didn't talk about any of this last week because we talked about <laughs> the ridiculousness that was the FTW title. Yeah. But now putting it on hook is fun. Send hook. Send hook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shit. That was where we. Okay. Let's walk that back, too, because the last episode. Okay. So we recorded that full disclosure on Monday. Yeah. Uh, and then on Wednesday, we talked about the titles and uh, there's no trios titles. Uh, and now, two days later, we manifested that shit. You're welcome. Uh, there are trios titles, and it looks like they're setting up a pretty good tournament and uh, an angle for that right on. Uh, I think we took a bit of a poop on the All-Atlantic Championship, which I would like we to did. take this opportunity to walk that back. Okay. I think, well, one, I love that uh, that Pac is a champion. The guy's oh, it's fucking great. Um, them using that title globally... As yeah. he, he going around to different uh, different federations, different organizations, all that stuff, and defending the All-Atlantic Championship belt. Like, again, yeah. there's no insider information here, but it is not outside of the realm of possibility. Some, just based on the format for the championship as they've been using it, fucking Pac rolls into the Commodore, defends the All-Atlantic Championship against somebody. Like, yeah, well, it, it does add that element of like, ooh, is he going to show up in my town? Yeah, <laughs> I'm on the Atlantic. I, I'm Atlantic. <laughs> when we talk about all oceans bleed together, so there's a little bit of Atlantic <laughs> in every ocean, as we talked about. Oceans uh, bleed together sounds like the tagline to Oceans 14. But anyway, I'm oh, Steven Soderbergh. With, you can with have Sandra that. Bullock and George Clooney, but George Clooney's dead, wasn't he, or was he? 
Yeah, anyway. Uh, okay, so here's the thing about, okay, Ocean's 8, we're getting into it. You know, just, yeah. Uh, the whole fucking time. Uh, you thought he was alive. Well, the way that shot was framed. Yeah. Yeah, with her yeah. at the mausoleum expected, or whatever. Expected him to just walk in I, at the end. I didn't hey, I'm ex- alive. Yeah, I didn't expect George Clooney to come walking up in that, but like she's there, she's at the mausoleum, she's talking to her brother, and then... A hand uh, falls on her shoulder or something. Or a figure out of focus yeah. comes into frame yeah. behind her, cut yeah. to black, roll credits. Eh, not bad. Okay, cool, right on. But no, no. they just didn't. Uh, <laughs> which is fucked because... Like they Oceans... didn't set it up for Oceans 14, Oceans Bleed Together. Yeah, they did. <laughs> That's what I want. So, yeah. Wow. I did not expect when we sat down, and we got a lot of wrestling to get into. I did not expect when we sat down about 51 minutes ago that uh, we would get into the ending of Oceans 8 on this show. Apologies for any wrestling fans who like this show and have not seen Oceans 8. People who have been sleeping on it, like Mike Paris sleeps on tickets. Uh, sorry for spoiling the movie, but statute of limitations and also it's Ocean's 8. Come on. Yeah. Okay. So I, I will agree with you that using the, uh, all Atlantic title in that sense is a fun change of pace. It doesn't really, ne- it adds actually value to that title as opposed to keeping it as another middling title. It adds a different element. It's being torn around the world, uh, showing up at different promotions giving different challengers and then they you know they show a little quick highlight pack on on dynamite and everyone's happy yeah and also for the global reach of aew i don't imagine that there's a fan at like chaos pro wrestling who isn't aware of aew and stuff but in case they're not like they're getting that title and their brand out there and spreading their influence within the independent wrestling scene and potentially converting new fans. If you've got somebody who comes in who's the champion of, of the All-Atlantic and he blows the doors off like a pack would, fuck yeah, I'm going to... Okay, so he's with All Elite Wrestling? All right, yeah, I'm going to watch the hell out of that. So yeah. I, 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 I apologize for any um, negative connotations to my speaking of the All-Atlantic Championship last week. I like what they're doing with it, and it is different than the other titles that they have. Now... My my opinion stands. Okay. The <laughs> TNT title looks like... I know I talked about that period in ROH that I love so much. Uh, Jay Lethal, one of my guys from that period. Uh, we're looking at Jay Lethal versus Wardlow for the TNT title at... All right, here's uh, AEW. I just got to say, not every dynamite has to be something. Some of these can just be dynamites. Uh, this is, I think they're going to fight for the title at like a Saturday. I think Jay Lethal or Sanjay Duck called it Battle of the Belts 3, but it's called like Super Saturday or something like that. It's, yeah, it's, then, it's this weekend, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's this Saturday. Yeah. And then Fight for the Fallen was the dynamite a week ago. And then this week was just a regular old dynamite. And then next week is the Quake by the Lake dynamite. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's not a joke. Yeah, no, no, I know. Yeah. It's, like, some things can just be dynamite. It's okay. <laughs> this week was. This week was just It dynamite. was, yeah. Okay, several dynamites in a row could just be dynamites. So, it's like having it in your house every other week. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, Quake. But I would like if is this like Bash at the Beach? Like they're actually going to be like by a lake? Because I'm here for that. I don't think they will. I think they're like doing the <laughs> they're show just in, in Minnesota like, or Duluth, something in like Duluth, Minnesota, or a Dyna, Minnesota. Uh, those are Mighty Ducks deep cuts for you folks. Um, Adam Banks was from a Dyna. 
and that was like the ritzy part of town. Uh, Thank you. Minnesota is the land of a thousand lakes or whatever their their bullshit yeah, yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So maybe it's just in like fucking Minneapolis somewhere. And oh yeah, the right. quake by the lake. It's like no, I need lakefront ring. I need <laughs> some of the seats being on a flotilla. This is what I need. <laughs> if you're doing a quake by the lake, yeah, I need to see I a, need lake. a lake. Yeah. Or you change the name. What was the one? Didn't they do one last year that was like, wasn't it like Bash of the Beach or something? And it was like in Minnesota or something. Uh, the, I feel like they got shit for trying to do beach, something beach like this. Beach Blast? Yeah, maybe. Or and it was like or whatever. I yeah. One of the, one yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. One of them is the name like of a Columbus show and one of them is the name of Orange Cassidy's <laughs> finisher. But yeah, it's like, oh yeah, we're at, you know, Kiev, Ukraine, or we're in Siberia <laughs> and we're doing Bash at the Beach or Summer Smackdown. It's like, no, okay, look outside. You can't do that. <laughs> um, anyway yeah um yes i i agree with you because i i feel i don't know why they do it necessarily like and it, they don't they just have a dumb name that many of them aren't anything special yeah so anyway uh let's see what else like here's the thing i'm watching dynamite I, I love me some dynamite i don't care what you call it it's a great show uh and i'm into so many like lower and mid card stories and angles and all of that uh the hobbs and ricky starks thing I'm into yeah. that, man. That's fucking white hot for me. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, the, this seemed to be the blow-off, but the, the acclaimed, who I adore, and uh, Billy Gunn's adult sons, right? Like, that's, that's a good story. I'm interested yeah. in that. I'm, they struggled with that dumpster at the end there. but Oh, uh, they sure did, but it, it didn't all paid off. It's all good. <laughs> uh, Jamie Hayter got a, got a big win in the tag match with uh, Thunderstorm. Uh, that was a good with, match. It was a good, good match. It was good, uh, good to see DMD back, and, and they, the, the four ladies put on a good good match there. Yeah, but like from segment to segment, the Jungle Boy, Christian Cage, Luchasaurus stuff, which, again, I'm calling it Luchasaurus is not on Jungle Boy's side. Um, that was strong. I love the guy in the front row for the Matt Hardy versus Christian Cage match with the sign. Remember what the sign said? Did you see it? I played this on No Mercy or something. Fuck, to yeah, that you did. We all did. <laughs> I loved that. I read that time. Like, oh, that hits. That that registers. Good stuff. Um, the undisputed elite turned. I get well. Eh, they turned on the young bucks. Uh, yep. And they made a little kid cry, brah. <laughs> Fucking that cutaway. It was it was too brief, but maybe they didn't want to like, embarrass the kid or whatever. But that was so effective. Like, I'm watching the turn, and I'm watching the beatdown. I think the turn was done really well with Adam Cole, very slowly kind of leading into it, then going trapdoor spider on him. Yeah. Uh, that was I thought that was really, really well done. Um, but just that, I'm like watching the segment, oh, yeah, this is good. Yeah, they're beating him up, and oh, there's Bobby Fish with a big kick right on. And then to cut to this little kid crying because <laughs> they're beating him, I was like... It just took that segment to a new level for me. I, I wonder, I want to speak to that kid. Someone should interview that kid. Because I, I want to know, like, what what was the heartbreak? Was he, he really into, the, like, the five of them? Was he, really worried about the health of the Young Bucks? Like, what was the... I, I would like to know what his damage was. Was oh. he upset? Like, may, did he recently drop his nachos or something? And he was just upset about that? Yeah, there's a, there's <laughs> a lot there. You are absolutely correct. Because is he just a big Young Bucks fan? Maybe. Maybe. Um, let's see. But as like I said, that just that made it fantastic. And then oh, the uh the pop for Hangman Page. Everyone out. wanted Kenny though. Come on. Oh, everyone oh that's right. We all everybody wanted Kenny Omega. Uh but we got uh Adam Page with butterfly jeans. <sighs> all right. 
Yeah. Just, just the jeans would have been fine, man. <laughs> but, of course, setting up two separate trios for the tournament now. Yep. And yeah. like I said, they got there's trios titles. It's going to be a tournament. And now you've got a built-in storyline with that as well. And you could see those two teams in the finals. And, man, young the Hung Bucks versus the Undisputed Elite or whatever, Undisputed Era. Oh, dude, get in. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's good. That's going to be good. Ethan Page came out on Dynamite and was like, Hi, I'm Ethan Page. Uh, I deserve better. And the Dolph Ziggler special. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> fucking uh, Stokely Hathaway came out, fucking whispered sweet nothings in his ear, gave him a business card, and uh, fucking yeah, let's build a stable. Let's go. Because we got Lee Moriarty too. Why yep. the hell not? Let's do it. I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. I, I Stokely Hathaway, but he's great. He's he great. Is. So he can, he can take anyone with him, and I'm happy about it. And I really like Ethan Page. I've always liked Ethan Page. It's not just the Men of the Year uh, entrance song that I love so much, because I was also I like Scorpio Sky quite a bit. But uh, Ethan Page, I feel like has been like always kind of underutilized there. Uh, yep. Second banana to Dan Lambert and stuff, and and all that. So I'm really excited to see where this goes. Again, we're going basically segment by segment, and everything is at the very least interesting. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's a it's yeah. We're talking about how. WWE might be heating up, but uh, AEW isn't cooling down. The worst thing that can happen for AEW right now is in regards to the competition. What do you think it is? Uh, I don't know. What I should have asked to? in your opinion what would it be, because I'm kind of saying it as though there is a right and wrong answer. Oh, okay. But Sorry. I feel like there is a right and wrong answer now that I'm about to say it, and I'm really circling around it in my brain. Uh, okay. If Raw goes to two hours, watch out. Hmm. Will they ever do that? Well, Vince would, Why would they because of the fucking ad revenue and all that stuff yeah. they get from like the third hour. But yeah. I think Triple H has said der- moderately derogatory things, I believe, in the past about Raw being three hours. Like a three-hour Raw is it's it's shit. Yeah, there, I'm sorry. There's, lo- there's lots of shit you could say about it, but that's that's dollars that you're just giving up for no good reason. Take the hit to make the play. Like well, if you yeah, want to, if you like, want to get so like, some of those fans back, in, I know it is, but like again, this is also a company that had Shane McMahon's Fight Club for some segments on Raw <laughs> for a bit a couple years ago. <laughs> so no don't tell me they're things. not going to like try some things. But uh, I fu- I miss Raw Underground. You so could much. what a like, fever dream that was. You could move uh, NXT to hour one. Or oh, something. you could. Yeah, fuck, you could and do then, that. And then, uh, or something, something to that extent, have kind of a separate show for one hour, and then raw for two hours. But then you have to decide which hour that's going to be. And I'm sure there's a lot of there's too many irons in the fire here to make it. You would have to be the networks saying to them, "We need to, you to cut an hour." They're yeah. not going to do it on their own. Yeah, that's more. And because the USA Network, what do they got? Walker Texas Ranger reruns. What else yeah. they got going on? They've there? got Pac- a, like, Pacific Blue. They still got Pacific Blue on there. Yeah, they've got uh, they they're gonna air Pacific Rim as well. So. Oh shit! Yeah, it's all yeah. <laughs> Stay it's, tuned for some. It, it's Pacific Weekend here on USA. <laughs> Pacific Blue Marathon, then Pacific Rim One, not Pacific Rim Two. Although, wouldn't it be great if they only have the rights to air Pacific Rim? <laughs> I want to say Uprising. Uprising. Yeah, oh, that is that right? right? Yeah, something oh, like that. Oh shit! Yeah. I gotta verify that right now because that just kind of I never that, saw it. I I, yeah, I never saw it either. I like the first one. Um, I thought it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> that sounds right, too. That would have been my guess. It was Uprising! We did it. Nice. Uh, um, yeah, and that's kind of it with, oh, yeah, then Wheeler Yuta and Chris Jericho. 
uh, mm-hmm. main event for a title shot at John Moxley at uh, I don't know Fun in the Sun or whatever the fuck that <laughs> <laughs> Quake by the Lake. Uh, yeah, cool, man. Sure. And uh, I think they announced Eddie Kingston at least has signed his half of the contract for a match at uh, All Out versus, or is it All In? I don't know which one. I can't remember which one said September. Um, oh, shit. Who's, who's Kingston? I'm completely blank. I'm having a brain fart. Kingston and, oh, Sammy Guevara. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And I think Darby Allen and Brody King are going to wrestle at Quake yeah. by the Lake or one of these sort of things. But yeah, just like interesting shit abounds, man. And you got fucking Miro running around going, oh yeah, he spit in my eye, so now I'm going to be kind of a, you know, dark gothic ass-kicking guy maybe or something. Like, nothing is, nothing sucks. Yeah, it's all good. We'll take Everything it. Everything is interesting. We'll take it. Cool, man. Uh, well, that's pretty much it for the wide world of wrestling. Again, with SummerSlam and Raw and, you know, Triple H's putting his fingerprints on shit and uh, AEW. There's a lot to get into uh, this mm-hmm. week. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I I thank you for, for joining me on this journey. Was there anything else wrestling-wise you wanted to, to get off your chest? Do you have any more praise nah. to heap upon The Miz? I, not, no. I think I... Uh... Got all my shit in. As you they got say. any? Yeah, did you get, yeah. You get any hot takes on Dana Warrior being removed from WWE Creative? And is your hot take <laughs> she was on the Creative team? That's yes, mine. it is. That was my reaction to seeing that. What the fuck? Oh God, that's such a that's so Vince. I know. So Vincey. And uh, <laughs> like, that's, as that's ridiculous. Anyway. at the current time we are recording this episode, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Dunn is still employed by wwe but uh maybe a little manifesting here this may be yeah, out just a day put or out two. in the world yeah yeah put out in the world and then uh yeah it's gonna i'd be happy if that dated the show so uh the last thing i'll kind of say to you paris is how about that uh that kevin dunn and his empl- and his and his wwe job i can't believe he's still employed if Me. only if only something could happen there yeah, neither can I. All right, well, that closes the book on another episode of NEW Wrestle Nation. You can follow us on Twitter at NEW Wrestle Pod. And be sure to also follow the Nation Extreme Wrestling account at NEW Wrestling Inc. Who knows who they're going to announce next? There's also been like some ticket promos, some like, you know, 50% off ones and stuff. So, you know, follow that Twitter account for all the latest news on NEW. Subscribe to this show on iTunes or Spotify. I'm telling you, I'm not asking you. I'm through asking. Uh, if you're on iTunes, leave a rating and leave a review, please. That I will ask you. So <laughs> That's a request. I need to specify. The other request. was in order. Yes. Uh, well, that's all for this week. Uh, I'm Jordan Bowman, and for the architect, the man of a thousand nicknames, Mr. As Always, the hot booth. Was there anything else from this one? <laughs> I think we'll leave it there. I take very poor notes during the show. But, uh, yeah, he's got probably another three or four in there. Uh, Mike Paris, we'll see you all next week on WrestleNation. Thanks for joining us.